0: So what we're going to talk about, which is going to help that, are three tips to set your business up for success in the second half of 2023 going into 24.
1: Yes. These are great tips. We got three for you. So short, sweet, simple, to the point. The Business Project Podcast.
0: Business can be complicated.
1: We break it down so regular people like us
0: can understand and find success. I'm John Crespo, accountant and consultant.
1: I'm Casey Bryant, marketer and event planner.
0: If you run a business
1: or want to run a business, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Business Project podcast. We're still on the shorts. The shorts just keep on going.
0: There's so much to talk about. There's That's so why. much. Yeah. she's yeah, good.
1: Little big bites of information. Yeah. This Just is to make taste.
0: your summer exciting. And um, what's the word?
1: Intentional. Not yes. Yeah.
0: So we know, yeah. Summertime, a lot of people slow down and relax. But, you know, sometimes as a business owner, you kind of want to take this time to set your business up for the end of the year and next year, right? And yeah. continue to be successful. So that's what this is for to keep your brain functioning.
1: And we're kind of going into fall and fall is a crazy season. Cause mm-hmm. once you get into fall, I feel like fall and winter just run in together. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to get things nice and settled before the winter time so that you guys are in a good spot and we have healthy businesses.
0: Yes. So what we're going to talk about, which is going to help that are three tips to set your business up for success In the second half of 2023, going into 24.
1: Yes. These are great tips. We got three for you. So short, sweet, simple, to the point. What's the first tip?
0: Focus on the right tasks.
1: This is a hard one, especially as business owners, I think, because we wear so many hats. Mm -hmm. We're like one minute we're doing accounting and then the phone rings and we're doing customer service. And then, Oh, an email came in that we have to handle. And then our subscription is up and we have to renew our card and grab our credit card. I feel like sometimes I sit at my desk and I've done 15 things before I even finished one.
0: Yep. And none of it was what you wanted to finish. No, right. None of it was the main goal of the day.
1: No, (laughs) no.
0: Which brings me to the 80, 20 rule. Yes. Like this is so 80, 20 rule right here. This is where if you're not focusing on what brings you the best benefit, Right. The best bang for your buck. Then you need to stop. Right. You need to figure out, okay, what is going to give me the biggest return? What do I need to focus on? That's going to give me the biggest return, whether it's a project, internal project, whether it's sales, whatever it is. What that's what do I need to focus on? Because everything else I need to either pawn off or hold off. Right. Um, so. That's where it fits in. It's so great.
1: A lot of times as business owners, we're doing things that we should not be doing. So Mm -hmm. the only things you should be doing as a business owner are the things that only you can do. Right. The rest of it, you need to delegate. Yeah. Or at least get to that point. Not at the beginning. Not if you're a new business, you have to do all of it. But (laughs) as as you grow, you need to be giving that stuff away because- You're going to be running yourself into the ground, running yourself ragged, because the goal is to grow, right?
0: Yeah. You know a good way to prepare yourself to be able to delegate? Because we know everybody wears every hat. Small business owners, we have to wear every hat. Like, we get it. But how do we prepare ourselves for the ability to um, delegate, right? Right. We start writing down what we do. So all the mundane stuff that's repetitive, right? You can actually create a process around it. Mm. Write it down, create your policy and procedure, create a process around it so that then you can just pass that off to somebody. If you hire somebody or you partner with somebody, you can pass that off and they know what to do.
1: Yeah. And we know that it's hard to find good help. That was when we looked at the challenges that businesses are going through. That was at the top of the list. Yep. And so we know that it's hard to find good help. We know that nobody does it as good as you do. I mean, that's just part of the struggles as a business owner. But um, I think part of it is finding people actually finding your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. What are you not good at doing? And then finding people that can do it better Yeah. and delegating that off to them and creating good systems. We use Trello. Trello is a is a Trello.com. They're not paying us for this. It's just a really, really great tool that our team uses and you can create boards and you can create automations and checklists and things like that. And so that's been a big helpful tool. So you just go to Trello. They also have it free and create a card in your Trello. You know, free is good. Yeah. We have a hot dog shop and like, this is our, this is our opening. I turn on the light and then I turn on the grill and then I get the cups out and then like just start documenting those processes. When you run payroll, how does that work? I open my computer, I go to QuickBooks, I hit this button and then I go there. Um, so as, and it it does take a little bit of time at the beginning. And I think that's why a lot of us don't do it is because it's an inconvenience. It's way quicker if we just do it and get it done with, but not in the long run. And so just start taking some extra time and documenting those processes and finding some people that are better than you at the things that you're not good at.
0: That's right. And you know what? We know it's hard to delegate because like Casey said, no one does it as good as you because it's your business. No one has the same passion as you because it's your business. But when you set yourself up to be able to um, pass it off, when you set it up and you document it in a way that someone can actually do it um, right, right? Whether it's good is one thing, whether it's done right is another. So where they're able to actually start doing it right, that will free you up so much to be able to do other things. So focus on the right tasks.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. and if you're not sure what those tasks are, then write down, Take just grab a piece of paper or open up a document on your computer, write down the things that you love doing, write down the things that you hate doing, write down the things that you're good at doing or you're not good at doing. And so the things that you hate doing and the things that you're not good at doing are the tasks that you should not be doing. Exactly. Even if you have to hire an expert to help in that, sometimes that's cheaper than spending half a day struggling with something.
0: True, true. Good stuff. Yeah. I like that one.
1: So, um, spending time on the right tasks was the first one. We have a little cheat sheet down here. Uh, looking at the right data is the other, is yes. the next one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I, uh, you know, having the ability to look at the to look at data, right? Number one, and I think that this is where um, I like to push having a good bookkeeping system, right? Because you have um, you have the ability to look at let's just say your gross margin. That's a big data point. Looking at your gross margin. Um, because if you're
1: so what is gross margin?
0: Gross margin is For your those revenue of us that coming aren't in dorks like
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: This is where I come in to help right Gross margin is your revenue coming in, right and you take out the expenses that are associated with that revenue. So in essence, it's like if you're a restaurant business, it's you selling your pizza, right? I say pizza, but you're selling your pizza, but then you you have to buy the dough right? You have to buy the sauces, the the cheese and all that stuff. And that takes away from your revenue, right? The margin is what's left over from your revenue to what it costs to make it.
1: Cost of goods sold. Cost of
0: goods sold. Yep. So you want to track that and make sure that it's like, it's healthy, right? And if you're, you're spending too much on your cost of goods sold, then, you know, you, you know, there's an issue there. You You either
1: need to raise the price of your products.
0: find other vendors or, or you know build work on those relationships or raise your prices yeah but it gives you a good gauge that's a really good data point right there
1: yeah so data points are really really important and I can say this is something that I am absolutely terrible at because I spreadsheets overwhelm me reports mm-hmm. overwhelm me I'm like I'm the creative person give me a tablet and I can create a logo and a brand new beautiful thing but yep. when you give me a spreadsheet I want to puke. So, <laughs> so those of you that are like me, it's a necessary part of your, of running a business. You have to force yourself to look at the data and meeting with an accountant or a professional is a really good way to, um, you know, kind of get that process going if you're yeah. starting or have no idea what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true. Another good thing to look at trends. Yes. Like if you're looking, if you're selling uh, another product or service, you can find out like what, what is the trending, what are people actually buying or what is the, what do they want from you? What's the most popular thing that you're selling? And then, you know, you can use that to say, okay, what's not selling. So it kind of, it blends into what we were talking about last week when it comes to like trimming the fat and stuff like that, using data to, to track your trends can help you trim the fat.
1: Yeah. I have another one. What's that? Um, Looking at your target market. Mm -hmm. So figuring out who your target market is, look at the data of your target market. uh, Who's purchasing your products or service? Is it, you know, 75-year-old men or is it 14-year-old girls, you know? And so once you figure out, when you look at that data and figure out who is buying your product or service, then you can figure out how to get more customers.
0: Mm, So true. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, data, super important. Yes. So spending time on the right tasks, looking at the right data, and then the last one that we have is invest in marketing.
0: Yes, uh, so many businesses look at marketing as an expense.
1: We talk about this all, all the time. The time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs>
0: yes. It's a struggle bus for us business owners. Um, but you know it's a mindset switch um, You're going to get a return on your investment if you if you focus on marketing. You, it
1: might take a couple of ways. It might take a little while to figure it out because mm-hmm. marketing is one of those things that not every marketing, you know, thing works for every business. And again, knowing your target market, and so this, I think, that's one of the reasons businesses don't do it is because mm-hmm. they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to get started. That's
0: why you need to partner with the right people. Mm-hmm. Partner with the right, um, the, a good uh, local business or a business in your area that that does marketing. That you know that it, you know they're good. You need help when it comes to that. We don't know any business owners. I don't know anything about marketing. Like I don't know anything about marketing. That's why I have Casey by my side, <laughs> you know, because she keeps me straight. She makes sure everything is is um, like the, the color scheme and all that stuff that goes into creating your your brand and your stuff, like all that kind of, I don't know. I just know I need help, right? But you have to invest in it because if you don't invest in it, number one, you're not going to build awareness.
1: Yeah. It goes
0: into that awareness part.
1: You even look at these big companies like Coca-Cola and McDonald's and like these bazillion dollar companies and they are investing in marketing. So obviously it's an important thing. And another thing to consider when you're investing in marketing is it changes. The trends change, Mm -hmm. different things work. I mean, 10 years ago, marketing looked completely different than today. And even... You know, selling online is not working like it used to when social media first came out. Ads were working and buy this and blah, 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 50% off. Now people like storytelling. Yeah. They don't want to be sold to. They want they want to be informed and educated and entertained. They don't want to go on and see that you're selling this product at 15% off. They don't care. Right. They just want to hear the story behind the product.
0: Yeah. Where's the connection? Mm-hmm. So if you're not investing in marketing or if you don't have a good partnership with someone that that can help you with marketing, I say you focus on that. Make that like a one of your major focuses before the year is over, because that's really what's going to help you navigate this uncertainty of the environment that we're in and also get you really prepared into a successful 24.
1: Yeah. Can I tell a story really quick yeah. based on marketing? Because I think this is this is something that we hear all the time and I'm going to pick on a business. I'm not going to say what business, but. I mean I you can insert the name like probably once a week I hear this because one of my companies is we do marketing mm-hmm. in a way um, but so we we had a business contact us last week, and their brand new business uh, about to do their grand opening and they wanted marketing and so we gave them the information on marketing and she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna hold on to this and maybe be able to pay for it later. First, I need to get some people, some customers <laughs> like <laughs> Okay. Do you not have a marketing budget for your brand new business? No, I just need to get some customers first Mm -hmm. and then we can create, (laughs) then we can spend money on marketing. And I'm like, girl, you got it so backwards. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to get customers in your door without doing marketing? It's so crazy to me. So we have to flip. Yes. We have to flip that mindset. Um, Marketing budget has to be at the beginning of everything you do.
0: Yes. It has to be part of your plan before you even open your door. Yeah. Like you should be studying how you're going to get people in your door you know? And then putting, say, okay, it's going to cost this much money to start. So let me make sure I have that, you know? Um, yeah. Invest in marketing. You need it.
1: Yes. We all do. All right. So those are your three tips, invest in marketing, looking at the right data and spending your time on the right things. That's right. Hopefully that was helpful for you. We love to hear from you guys. Feel free to shoot us a comma, a comma, a comment. <laughs> Please like and subscribe to this podcast. We haven't asked you to do that in a while, but that is so incredibly important. Yes. Give us a review, share with your friends. All of those things make such a big difference. We do this for free yep. for you guys. And so if if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be a big help. It would help us reach more people.
0: Yeah, the goal is to help as many small business owners as possible. So the more you can help us, the more we're helping other people.
1: Exactly. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Take care.